Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. Ohio State, Nebraska, and Iowa voted to play. Therefore, they are the Big Ten co-champions. This will be the only time the Cornhuskers win the conference. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Cliff Kingsbury's doppelganger. And with me, as always, is AJ. Pour one out for Nate Dog and Derwin James's knee, Marchese. That really fucking sucks, man. It's like one of the five guys I was most excited to see this year. I know. And, like, obviously, double sucks because we missed them all of last year, too. And, like, the Chargers, I feel like, are one of the teams we both have positive feelings towards, generally. Yes. Yes. Today, we'll wrap up our NFL division previews with the AFC and NFC West. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby Driving up to Cleveland maybe Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell Don't draft specialists on the first day Don't draft specialists on the second day Maybe draft a punter in the six We'll see Let's go seven rounds Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball and the NBA are in full swing, and there are no shortages of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. I know AJ's already lost a handful of dollars playing The Ice is Right. Too much. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Okay, Uh, if everything seems off today, it's because I'm in a new location with new devices. I've entered the 21st century and AJ's lagging behind as usual. Yeah, uh, slow and steady wins the race, Robert. That can't be true. I don't know about that. Um, I do. If you run a slow 40, you barely get drafted. 40s aren't a race. Tell that to Henry Ruggs. Uh, Okay. We had a college football game last Saturday with Central Arkansas and Austin Peay. 
So it appears we will have a season. AJ, how confident are you that we will see college football? Let's say by it's still happening September 26th. That's, I think, when like uh, all the Power Fives will have started playing games. That All the Power Fives that are playing this year will have started playing games. Uh, I'll say I'm up to a five, but I mean, there's still a lot of... Uh... A lot of cases of the vid going on down in the south, so I don't, I'm still scared, Rob. The Big Ten's trying to get back in, maybe. I, I don't understand what's going on. I just, just let me know when something happens there. You know, that's that's my that's how I'm feeling. At this point, because I think we both sort of assumed nothing would happen, everything's just a bonus. I will say though, watching that game on Saturday, I mean, obviously it was two FCS teams, but it, I don't know. It felt like I was just watching. Like, I don't know, like something that wasn't college football to me. It was really kind of a strange experience. You've always hated Central Arkansas. I do. They don't play football right. That's true. Uh, And you hate Montgomery, Alabama. Why was the game played there? I've that's just where the FCS kickoff classic, whatever the hell they call it, Guardian Insurance. I don't know. That's where it is now. Kick in some extra travel. Smart. Okay. Yeah. Having fans in the stands too is sick. Before we jump into the the NFL West divisions, uh, we had a couple more declarations and opt-outs. Um, we had Washington edge rusher Joe Trion, LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase, both declare for the draft. We also had LSU nose tackle Tyler Shelvin and Memphis running back Kenneth Gainwell opt-out, but I don't think either explicitly said they're declaring for the draft. Uh, although I do... It sounded more so like Shelvin definitely was. Gainwell... Um, his opt-out had to do with, uh, I think he, four people in his family have yeah. had cases of COVID and his uncle just died from it. They're really so, sad. Yeah. So that, I think that's the precise reason he was opting out. Um, but okay. Joe Treon, I think that's, yeah. I mean, it makes sense in the respect that the Pac-12 is not playing. So he wouldn't have had a chance to help himself this year. And if he, mm-hmm. He thinks he's just ready for the NFL, but I, he was one of the guys who I think have more um, more name than game. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I I remember I was higher on him when we did the Pac-12 show than you were. Uh, he definitely needed the season. He could have been a big riser though because he is talented and athletic. But yeah, yeah he um, to to me it was a lot of project. Really, at yeah. this point, a lot of projection with him. Great size, like you mentioned, six five two sixty two. Terrific length, looks the part completely. Good mm-hmm. athlete, good good uh, first step. Um, what held me back was just not a whole lot of pass rush to his game. Like a lot of the time, his sacks are coming off um, stunts, and it wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of him putting in in pass rush moves. He didn't really have much of a repertoire. He doesn't use his hands all that well. And I didn't. I thought he was a pretty stiff athlete too. Um, but you could see the intrigue there, especially if he tests well. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, it's... I don't know, man. Like, the, this draft is going to be so weird, obviously. And it, it feels like so much is just going to be on their testing numbers this year, right? Yeah. But I just can't see any way Joe Trion ends up a top 100 pick without more tape. Yeah, it'd be hard. Um, I mean, Jamar Chase, on the other hand, complete ten. Yeah, like there was just uh, he obviously had the opportunity to play this year with LSU, but why? why I mean, to me, the, there's like a handful of guys who absolutely do not need to play. It's mm-hmm. it's him, it's Trevor Lawrence, it's Panay Well, it's it's uh, Michael Parsons. Um, 
And then I think probably you you put Dylan Moses and Justin Fields in there, but there's a little more questions with them just due to injury and lack of yeah. play. Uh, but yeah, I mean Jamar Chase to me, uh, you watch the tape; it's such a well-rounded skill set. Even if yeah, no. he he doesn't run a blazing forty, and I know that's the main question with them. Like I don't think it really matters. Yeah, pretty much. I, I think what they, he's been clocked at a four four flat. That yeah, that's what they said, which is terrific at six foot two ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even and if I mean, he even ran, if it's a four four five or whatever. Yeah, like he's a guy who I think would have a more impressive three cone than forty anyway. Yeah, yeah. He's just that, such that was a great obviously runner. easy decision for Jamar. Like uh, I already assumed he was opted out. Like even when we did the SEC show, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, I'm surprised we haven't seen any Bama guys yet. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I, I don't know. We st- how many how many weeks until the SEC starts though? Three still? Two? I can't remember. I, I mix it. I, I think so. This weekend there's no Power Five, right? Yeah. The following weekend is the Big Twelve, so that's the twelfth. Then yep. is it the SEC and then the ACC? I think it's. I think that. I think you're right. So right. I think it's like the 18th or something. So about just under three weeks. Oh, you know what? We do have ACC games on the 12th. Oh, okay. And Big 12, because I, I know that's when yeah. um, your Iron Skillet game is. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't I don't think we got SEC until the 26th. Okay, so we got time. So there's still a while before. Yeah, Alabama plays Mizzou, 7 o'clock. Saturday, so well, September 26th. Did, did you see they released the SEC on CBS uh, schedule? Yeah, yeah. That got me kind of got the juices flowing a little bit, but again, I don't want to get my hopes up to have it taken away. I'm I know we've had a college football game already, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to get my hopes up until I see a full slate of college football games on a Saturday on my TV. You know? Yeah. They, well, this Saturday's getting the juices flowing even a little bit, even though yeah, it's not like, it's not like uh, major, but I mean Shane Bichelle, like that's fun. You yeah. Can see him Omar against Texas State. Omar Bayless is in the NFL. <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's 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 the teammate's name? I couldn't think of it. Jonathan right? Adams. He came on our podcast. Thanks. Yeah, I I know. I missed that week, Jonathan Adams. Um, back to Shelvin. Uh, that's it. We we talked about it when we did the SEC yeah. show. He's a guy who, in a year of uncertainty, you know what you're getting with him. And that I think yeah. even though he taking a nose tackle in the first round isn't terrific value, uh, he he could still very well go there because you know you're getting a top end run defender who's by all accounts, a really good guy to have in the locker room as long as he can keep his weight down. Great yeah, on-field like, leader. And, and, and he – you mentioned this when we did the show. It's He's not all, 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 He's not only just a plug. You see some mm-hmm. of that impressive lateral agility for a big boy with him. Yeah, in, in the run game. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and that's where it all comes back to is he, he – outside of a bull rush, there's not a lot going for him as a pass rusher, and that's why – I think in a regular year he's more of a day two guy, but the, in this this class it uh, seems like a smart move for him to opt out. Uh, I agree, and yeah, if you were to ask me right now, um, with everything going on, I, I think he goes in the twenties or the thirties. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, to a, to a team that wants to bolster their their run defense, uh, a playoff team, if you're picking that yep. late. Yeah. And really, this interior defensive line class is more unproven guys that you're betting on yeah. potential than anything. Yeah, so, we mentioned that before. Yeah, like Christian Barmore and Jordan Davis are the the potential massive risers, but neither has been a full-time starter. And then 
M- Marvin Wilson's kind of just the the dude. Yeah. At this like, point. I think he'll. He, I think he'll be the first off the boards, right? I don't. I, I think know he's not. Gonna, a... I think it's me, Christian Barmore. Okay. Fair enough. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna have the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then with Kenneth Gainwell, we mentioned that he didn't. That's like it's an opt out, but not necessarily a declaration. But even if he does declare, I mean, he, I think he's pretty consistently a top three or top four running back in the mm-hmm. class. And what he does in the passing game is just ideal for today's NFL. So I think he, uh, he he'd be a top one hundred pick if he if he doesn't play another yeah. down at Memphis. I I think when it's all said and done, all four of these guys are in this draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. Um, I'm sure we'll have uh we'll have more by next week. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's jump into some AFC West talk. Uh, AJ's favorite division. Sure, why not? Well, yeah, I mean, you're always saying, yeah, we got the Super Bowl in the West this year, baby. <laughs> I will say it was my favorite de- uh, decision pff, division for uh, deciding my top ten quarterbacks. It's a, that's yeah, a why? Because good... <laughs> it's full of just guys who suck that you like, Nathan Peterman? Well, the top six are actually pretty solid. And then, yeah, it's full of guys that suck, but I like. All right, hit me with your records. Go bottom to top. All right, at... It, it, what's it? Rounding the rear? How do you say it? I, <laughs> Coming I, in last. I don't know what rounding the rear is, but Ra- it sounds terrifying. It's my new catchphrase. Rounding the rear. I got the Raiders at 7-9. I think this is a good division. Third place, the Chargers, 7-9. Second place, the Denver Broncos, 8-8. Eight and eight. And I actually have it going to week 17 uh, between the Raiders and the Broncos to see who gets to 8-8. Eight and, eight. and then obviously winning the division, the Kansas City Chiefs, 13-3. Oh, finished your drink. That, that felt like an easy one. Yeah. Uh, are they your highest or best record in the AFC? They are, yeah. Okay, me too. Um, okay, I got the Las Vegas Raiders rounding the rear at 5-11. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Denver Broncos finishing third at 7-9. The LA Chargers getting into the playoffs at 9-7. And, and the Chiefs winning the division at 13-3. Okay, so as we hit off the top, we both love the Chargers. So, I mean, I, I love that you got 9-7. Honestly, to me, it feels like the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders are all between six and eight win teams. Well, I think they're all between five and nine win teams. How about that? There you go. A little more leeway for you. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay first, want to start with the Chargers because we we'll always have our love for them and they just lost their win I games. do. I do. So, yeah, that's the shitty part. Um, I, I, I want you to get me the, to those two more wins and it's not going to be hard to, Rob. Okay, first of all, how many games do you think Tyrod Taylor will start? I don't know. I was just about to ask you the same question. If, if I set the over-under at uh, 7.5, what would you take? The – I don't know. My, right now my gut says the under, but it it's a weird It year. feels like just – yeah, the year. The, it's a weird year. And Anthony Lynn loves him. Anthony Lynn, he loves Tyrod. Their offense know. is kind of built in a way where Tyrod could, I think, in a questionable year – Win them a couple games. Yeah, I know. I think, like, me, you, and Anthony Lynn all believe in Tyrod Taylor. Do you, you believe in Tyrod, right? But, well, like, I think he is a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. I mean, but I do think Justin Herbert um, ends up starting at least by the midway point. Yeah, it just... 
If it wasn't for COVID-19, do you think Herbert's starting week one or still not? Uh, no, I still think no, but I think it'd be more likely he's starting by week four. Week four, yeah. I was about to say the same thing. I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's also interesting, obviously, um, there, Anthony Lynn is one of the best run game coordinators in the NFL. It's going to be interesting to see how, how they deploy the backfield because you don't want Austin Eckler losing value as a playmaker by getting, like, I don't want to say too many touches in the run game, but his, his ultimate value is as a dominant yeah. pass-catching back, obviously. And they yeah. draft Josh Kelly, and I've heard a lot of good things about him at a camp. And he's a really good fit for what Anthony Lynn does. Mm-hmm, for sure. And and the, I, I, not, not, I wasn't the biggest fan coming up, but he is, he is a fit there. And we've heard, we have heard um, some Leonard Fournette Chargers whispers, so we'll see about that. But uh, and, and I mean, they got production of Justin Jackson last year too. Justin so, Jackson's serviceable and a good Twitter follow. Let me plug. Yeah, he's, he's a great Twitter follow. So I, yeah. I, I feel as if the, it'll be a run game by committee. But Austin Eckler's playing significantly the most snaps because of what he's doing in the passing game. Yeah, like almost like a a modern running back one. You know yes. I mean? Yeah. They've also apparently been using Joe Reed in the backfield a little bit, which is interesting. Makes, that makes a lot of sense, and that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, ultimately, with the up... Well, I'll try and sell you now on the 9-7. and seven. With the it's upgrades the upgrades to the offensive line, you bring in Brian Balaga. If he stays healthy, he's one of the best right tackles in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they obviously made that trade for Trey Turner, who's a Pro Bowl guard. It's a, it's a nice little acquisition for sure. Mike Pouncey is fine. Um, Dan Feeney Sam, is fine. The big yep. questions left tackle. Sam Tevy's probably got the gig. I hate maybe I don't Trey know. Pipkins. I've heard, I've heard some good things about Trey Pipkins. Yeah, but yeah. So obviously left tackle is a big question. But even with that, the offensive line I think as a whole is better with the Trey Turner and the Brian Bulaga ads. Def definitely. You get a healthy Hunter Henry. You get Keenan Allen, Mike Williams back. KJ Hills had some good whispers at a camp. Maybe he ends up in this, uh, as their third. I was about to ask, like, yeah. Do you do you think that first three wide receiver set KJ Hills on the slot? I think Austin or Eckler, on the field at least. Austin Eckler's, and they got Josh <laughs> Kelly in the backfield. Okay, that's sick. Okay, I'm cool with that. Okay, but ultimately, uh, they they have a fun, unique group of playmakers on offense and an improved offensive line. We know Anthony Lynn is good at getting. Like, think about how little Philip Rivers could move last year, but behind a bad mm-hmm. offensive line, you've got either one of your quarterbacks is way more mobile. I think both, no matter who's starting, they're both going to be used in that run game. Yeah, I'm really excited because we haven't seen him get a chance to get a, have an athletic quarterback out there yet, obviously with Philip Rivers. So I'm excited to see how he gets that going there, right? you know, and, using the quarterback in the run game. And I think this offense is going to look very different just in terms of the run game. Uh, yeah. So that that's going to kind of not shock teams, but it's going to be something they haven't seen from this team. No. Uh, then you jump to the defensive side. Gus Bradley's one of the best DCs in the league. You've got Joey Bosa as a defensive player of the year candidate. Melvin Ingram is maybe the second or the be- the best second edge rusher in the league. You bring in Limbaugh Joseph. Melvin so much. Me too. Yeah. You bring in Limbaugh Joseph as your your plug, your um, your Brandon Meebane, if you will. Um, I will. And you get another year with Jerry Tillery. Uh, last <laughs> we need, we need to pan out. Yeah. Joe, Joe Gaziano is on the roster. No one's talking about it. Uh, Actually, in last jo- week's Hard Knocks, they they or they showed um, a scene of like inside like the 
like they're where they're getting the helmets ready and stuff, and like they had the jerseys stacked up too, right? But the only jersey you could see was old '92 Joe Gaziano, baby. Did you order it? I yeah, it's in the mail right now, powder blue. Um, <laughs> Justin then, Jones, a good, a good another, uh, yeah, in the rotation there in the middle, it's really the, solid. I I think you're gonna see kind of a combination of Justin Jones and Jerry Tillery. I do, yeah, I think so too. Um, and then they draft Kenneth Murray, so you've gotten way more athleticism and leadership into that Mike position. I think Drew Tranquil is going to be starting as their will, and I, I I really think Drew Tranquil is about to have a huge year. Daniel Jeremiah keeps talking about it too, um, and and then and Wosu as your Sam, like that's a really fun group of linebackers, and there's a lot of depth and interesting skill sets behind them. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like, yeah, they they've there's a lot of versatility in the linebacker core. Exactly, and then the secondary. Obviously, we we mentioned Derwin's gone. That sucks. Sucks. But but they they have so much depth there. I've heard good things about Nazir Adderley, who's healthy now. Um, he'll probably be that single high guy. You've got Chris Harris in the slot. You've got Casey. He's look good in camp. Yeah. You've got Casey Hayward and Michael Davis on the outside, and the depth by having both Rashawn Jenkins and Desmond King there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like. I think Rashawn Jenkins just takes on not the Derwin James role. But is playing part of that along with Desmond King. I also think yeah. people forget how good Desmond King is. Well, I mean, we don't, baby. We love yeah. him. Um, so ultimately, in a, a year of uncertainties, there's just so much talent and depth on this roster. The question obviously comes down to figuring out the quarterback and the left tackle. I think those are truly the only things that I am worried about. Um, even with the Derwin mm-hmm. James injury, there, again, there's just so much depth with this team that I have a hard time. But, I mean, I'm, I do this every year with them. So I know. Knows? That's why I held myself back this year. I feel like it's going to be next year, though, Robin. I say that every year. Okay. Sell me on the Raiders think... being 7-9. They just feel like they're fucking going to squeak out seven games, man. Like, like Derek Carr... When he's got time and he's just throwing short routes, he's manageable, right? Like they do have they, the best offensive line in the division. Yeah, exactly, easily, and like that was a huge thing for Derek Carr last year. Um, we saw Tyrell Williams out for the year today. Um, he said he was going to tough out that injury, which when I first saw that, I was like, "That's fucked," because that's like a it's usually a season ender. So yeah. yeah, we got that there. But there's a lot of guys. Obviously, they drafted Henry Ruggs in the first. Hunter Renfro is going to be a, a god in the slot. Brian Edwards, uh, crazy camp hype. Yeah. I th- almost like since he got drafted. I, I think he's had the most among, like... The lower-key rookie receivers? Yeah, of the non-first-round rookie yeah. receivers. I think it's him and Chase Claypool have had the most. It, it, but it almost felt like the day after the draft, it started. Yeah, no, it, got, it, it came quick. And then, like, Lynn Bowden's listed at running back. Um, but, you know, he could play a bit of slot there, too. Josh Jacobs... He's a top 10 back in the league already, right? In terms of just what he does on the ground, I say yes. You, you know but what like, I mean? Where he just they, yeah. they, he wasn't used much of the passing game. So, I mean, yeah. Um, and then but behind, yeah, as a pure runner, he's one of the 10 best running backs in the league. Yeah, and then they have the deepest tight end core in the league, baby. Jason Witten, <laughs> Darren Waller, Foster Marauder, what, like seven touchdowns as a rookie this, this, quietly. Hey, well, and he, then, yeah, him, like, even... Fuck Jason Witten. But like the the yeah, the, 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 the Darren Waller um just 
complete mismatch length and athleticism complemented by the absolute well foster morrow low-key great athlete who's just a monster yeah. run blocker it's so a great title a, yeah and like so like their pass catchers like not not all, all you're of them are banking proven. on a lot of guys immediately yeah. having an impact and i think that's what holds it back for me is there's nothing like playing in an nfl game so it's hard for me to expect too much although the hype's been big from brian edwards yeah, no, I feel the same way. So I, I think that's part of it is, and and part of it is, is Derek Carr going to go downfield? He never, well, he has in the last couple of years. And yeah. it, even with that Henry Rugg speed, is he even going to take advantage of it? And Brian Edwards is a great contested catch playmaker. Mm-hmm. Is he going to take advantage of that? Or is he going to keep not. it safe, right? That That's kind of, my whole thing is I think the Raiders are building in the right direction as a team, offensively. Um, they've added a ton of speed and defensively they've added a ton of attitude. They're drafting good athletes at the same time. Um, And I don't even hate, like, I think John Gruden's done like a fine job. It just, it really, to me, I just, my reservations are all with their car because again, they have, Uh, they have a a great offensive line with a pro bowl center. One of the best right tackles in football and Trent Brown, Colton Miller starting to kind of put it together. mm -hmm. Gabe Jackson's a very underrated guard. And Richie Incognito had a Pro Bowl year last year. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's really not a hole there on the line. So I think when you got that, you got Josh Jacobs easily going for a thousand behind that, if not more. And then Derek Carr just protecting the ball. I, again, I'm not. I'm not going to say this is a world-beating team, but I, if they squeak out wins, I think they can get to seven and nine. Um, I guess it's and, not like you're saying they're making the playoffs. I, I'm making it sound like. That's <laughs> no, what I'm saying, not. But yeah, I'm not sold on them at all. Yeah, and I have them in last place in the division. So. Yes, you love. Them. Uh, and, I mean, I defensively, them. like Max Crosby looks like a future Pro Bowler. Hmm. Hmm. Colin Farrell is not great, <laughs> Mo, but he's Mo, a good in the locker room, and he's he's good opposite Max Crosby. Yeah, enough. Mo Hurst, we're we're, we're banking on another uptick. They yeah. addressed the linebacker core, even though it's maybe not the way I would have done it. It's better. Like, it's better. Like, it's 100% better. Corey Littleton, Corey Littleton. can cover. Nick Quietekarlanda. Can you see his last name? Kwiatkowski? Yeah. Wow. He must be from Wisconsin. Um, He's a great run defender. And they, Rayquan yeah. McMillan, they trade for. He's a good run defender. Tanner Muse is an elite athlete. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean... It, uh, Sorry, quickly before we get to the DB, going back to how you're, you're like, it feels like they're building right, but I think we've been saying this for two years or since Mayock got in at least, um, that it feels like the master plan for this franchise is like a nine and seven football team, which isn't good, but it feels like they're going to be between that seven and nine wins kind of until they get a real quarterback. Trey Lance is going to love this team. Right now, I'm so sold on Lawrence being a Jag, obviously, and and uh, Justin Fields being a Panther, and Trey Lance being a Bear. That's that's where my heart is right now. Okay, uh, I think that'd be fun. Um, um they, they just cut uh, Prince of Mukamara, so that means Damon Arnett's starting immediately. I love, although it's a very, a lot of qu- like questions. There's just so much attitude in this secondary. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody knows all about Jonathan Abram. He missed the rookie year, but. We know how much attitude he brings to the field. Yeah, Damon Arnett. Knocking guys out in practice. Yeah. Exactly. Damon Arnett, same deal. A lot of attitude yep. to the field. Amika Robertson, same deal. Mm-hmm. Attitude. LaMarcus Joyner is a versatile physical DB. There's a lot of physicality in this DB group. Um, I think ultimately you end up with Abram um, starting. 
immediately. Yes. Damon Arnett starting immediately. Uh, yes. It's I, probably Trayvon Mullen opposite. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Trayvon Mullen opposite. Amik Robertson and LaMarcus Joyner. Is that your five? Because that's kind of fun. It's young, interesting. Instead of uh, Joyner, it's all first and second year players, which is kind of sketchy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, at minimum, the Raiders are going to be a lot more fun. Yeah, for sure. And, again, it's kind of fun that they're building with this attitude. If it's the Raiders franchise and it's kind of like a – I don't know. Like, do they get a bump from being in Vegas for the first year? I would have said, yeah, if they had fans in the I love the stadium, so. It's pretty cool. It's, the Death Star, baby. Yeah, it fits them well. Okay, Denver, um, it's all banked on if Drew Locke is legitimate. What, do you have the Broncos record? 7-9? and nine? Yeah. Okay, so I did eight, eight, so we're, we're pretty much in the same wheelhouse Bo, there. Yeah, like they, they, I mean, I think they're going with the right. If they think Drew Locke's the guy, they throw so much into helping yeah. him by drafting Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and Lloyd Cushenbury. Um, they draft Noah Fant last year. Like, there's so much speed in this pass catching group, and, and Cortland yeah. Sutton's coming off Pro Bowl year. I question the Melvin Gordon signing. Like, it just didn't seem that needed. I think Philip Lindsay is a more impactful running back in the league than Melvin Gordon at this point. Yeah, I like I I am kind of afraid that they're going to feed Gordon because they paid him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and then the offensive line obviously is still an issue. Garrett Bowles yeah. is just kind of there. Um and they, then Juwan James opts out. That's n- that hurts a lot. Yeah, they bring in DeMar Dotson who I don't think there's a ton left in the tank there. At minimum, uh, like, though, you get Dalton Reisner, who yeah. was a, an elite rookie. You, you've got Graham Glasgow, and you've got Lloyd Cushenbury on the, the interior offensive line's interesting. Yeah, I, I, first of all, I was a you know listeners know I was a massive Cushenbury fan. We were both huge Reisner fans. He was awesome as a rookie. So them being beside each other is just gonna get my fucking juices flowing this year. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but. Throwing Drew Locke, expecting Drew Locke to, like, I know neither of us have the Broncos as a playoff team, but I, I pe- people are high on them. That's like a sleeper yeah. team. And, yeah, and expect, I know a lot of people, go ahead, yeah. I just think they expect Drew Locke to carry this team to the playoffs behind this offensive line. With I don't see that. Like, rookie receivers who I really like. And I think Jerry Judy's going to be impactful immediately, but I think KJ Hamler's going to take some time. And I was gonna, about to say the same thing. Yeah. And, and getting the chemistry down is going to take some time. And um, I mean, the play calling in, in being creative mm-hmm. and getting Noah Fant involved in creative ways. Like uh, I just think there's going to be a learning period. Next year would be the year to I think see them as that sleeper team, and everyone's got another year under their belt. Um, like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's and, just, it's hard and, to, like, Drew Locke was a lot of fun in the start he had, but he, it's not like he was a world beater in those games. He was very up no, and down. He was, but it just, it was just fun to see him pump some life into that position. Oh, for sure, haven't for had sure. Any, right? And I think he's going to be very willing to take advantage of Cortland Sutton's downfield uh, contested mm-hmm. catchability and KJ Hamler's speed. And Jerry Judy's just going to be such an immediate impact it, player as a route runner. If it all pans out with the pass catchers there, they complement each other perfectly, and then you add obviously fan speed and. Uh, I mean, imagine, imagine Jake Butt finally becomes a thing. That'd be awesome. Uh, and then you know, Albert O. At least is fast too. I don't, like, it, there, there's, there's a lot there, and but 
going back to, I don't think they're the sleeper team that some people do this year. The defense keeps getting worse, right? Well, they get Bradley Chubb back healthy, so I mean, That's it's hard huge. to say they got they're, they're getting worse. They bring in um, Jarrell Casey. Yeah. Um. The like Von Miller's just gonna immediately be better having Bradley Chubb opposite him. Shelby Harris had a really great year last year. Draymond sure. Jones gets another year under the belt. So, I I, I I don't I don't have too much faith in the secondary though either. Yeah, I like, think I like, that's like kind Justin of where it comes. Simmons. That's where it comes, like even like their linebackers are an interesting group. Like AJ Johnson and Todd Davis, I think are fine. Like it, it yeah. wasn't it didn't end up being as big a hole as some people expected last year. And so yeah. I think you're right where it does come down to the secondary. They bring in AJ Boye. They need him to be an immediate number one corner. Yeah, they need they need Texans slash first year Jags AJ Boye. Yes, and they need Bryce Callahan to return to form healthy. Bears. There's a lot of questions. Like the, the yes. like those are two good football players, but they haven't been what they're supposed to be. And K- um, Kareem Jackson was really good last year. Mm-hmm. But there's still and like uh, Justin Simmons is one of the best safeties in the league, but yeah. I, I think it's really the corners are yeah it's kind of the biggest question like, especially like they need either Isaac Yadam to step up or yeah, or Ujumudi as a yes, rookie who's which a rookie I don't see that happening either. I feel like he's I, gonna I like take him, a yeah. redshirt year yeah no for sure um like Devonte Bosby's gonna probably be playing some legit snaps which I I don't think you're you're too pumped about exactly so i think this is a team we're talking about with way more positivity next year versus this year yeah yeah i i totally it feels like this next draft is going to be uh defense heavy for them yeah i get some athletes uh at linebacker bulk up on the inside and get get yeah. some secondary help yeah exactly. and, i mean well the offensive line still is a huge issue too though yeah yeah that's true so, so those two spots <laughs> I think I think we'll find out this year if Vic Fangio is the guy or not. Yeah, no, like like if you if he gets a seven and nine though, I, I think I yeah, think yeah, John Elway takes and, it, and yeah. especially if Drew Locke starts to like look like he's the guy rather than Elway trying again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's the best quarterback immediately in the NFL since Peyton Manning. Um, they, they have the Damian Williams opt-out, but they draft Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round, and it feels like an upgrade even though he hasn't played a snap yet. Yeah. There's so much hype with him and his fit that he's going in the first round of fantasy drafts. I know. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, friend of the show, Sam Kiatipas, was uh, going on and on to me about it. Um, I remember like like a month ago, he was like a third-round guy, and now it's, it's all first-round talk, yeah. So... I think that's uh, like he he should be an immediate, at least yes, like five hundred and five hundred guy. I th- if not more, yeah. So, um, I don't think there's an issue there. You get another year with Nicole Hardman. Uh, Tyreek Hill's obviously a, a pro bowler. Sammy Watkins is back and better than ever. <laughs> and Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in the NFL outside of George Kittle. Yeah. So the, yeah, it, the offensive those, line's the biggest issue, and it's never been elite with Patrick Mahomes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Aside from Mitchell Schwartz, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the the Duvernay Tardif opt out kind of hurts. You lose some it, it, depth. Like last with year Lucas was Yang. Yeah, exactly. Like last year was a bit of a down year for Duvernay Tardif. It felt like, but yeah. it still that hurts a lot. And yeah, I thought Niang 
like would have been a solid depth guy for this year, and that, that hurts. Like Eric exactly. Fisher is fine. Mitchell Schwartz is an All Pro. Austin yep. Ryder's fine. Uh, yeah. The guards are kind of the biggest question. I guess you end up with Coleccio Semele, maybe. Oh, maybe. And either, I think Osemele f- for sure, yeah. And then either um, Mike Remmers or Andrew Wiley. Yeah, the Remmers one is interesting. At least they got some depth there. Um, I think right now it's Wiley, but... Bring in Daniel Kilgore yeah. is smart, too. It was, yeah. I mean... It's Rampage like it's not just, a horrible offensive line. It's just in an offense full of such excitement. Yeah. Outside of Mitchell Schwartz, there's not a lot really getting you the juices going on the O line. Not not at all. Yeah. It's just it, it's just the whole on a Super Bowl champion and potential dynasty team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and defensively, I mean Chris Jones, defensive player of the year candidate. Frank Clark's mm-hmm. back. Um, Derek Naughty. Uh, and Kalen Saunders both get another year under their belt. Yeah, it's a it, nice little rotation duo there. Yeah, it's kind of finding the the, the, the like the consistency opposite, opposite Frank of, Clark. Yeah, it, it, it's probably just gonna be like Alex Okafor. Yeah, and, and that's a very just meh. But meh, I guess yeah. again, when you've got Patrick Mahomes, it, it it covers up so much. Like the linebacker core was such a was not good at all last year. And you saw it get taken advantage of at times, but it was never ended up being such a detriment to their season. Now you insert Willie Gay potentially. I don't know. It feels like he won't immediately be starting, but it's going to be hard to hold that athleticism out of the starting lineup yeah. when you lack so much of it uh, in that core. Yeah, exactly. And it just like the group as a whole just looks a bit better this year. Adding him and DOD as a depth guy. Um, which is another year under his belt. But, yeah, like, like you said, you're literally never out of a game when you have Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. And we saw that in all the playoff games, being down, like, 21 in multiple of them. So, it's the, just he covers up so many ass. But and in the secondary, there's – outside the, of Matthew – Their corner Matthew, group is one of the worst in the league. Yeah, I was about to say. The safeties, you got Tyron Matthew, lock solid, still a stud. Juan Thornhill is going to come back and be a stud, too. I, I think we both think that. But the corners are, are a and mess. Daniel and Daniel Sorensen, okay, relax. Daniel Sorensen, yeah. too. <laughs> Our best like, safety three in the league, yeah. And then but, Breland's out for the first four games. Exactly. Too, right? He's he's easily their best corner. Yeah. He's out for the first four games. Their starting corners week one are probably Rashad Fenton and Traverius Ward. That's exactly what it is, yeah. And Legereus Sneed as your Nickel? I don't know. I guess I guess he is, yeah. Like, that is but bad. Again, but again, it is Mahomes. very bad. And, uh, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. Like, they're going to be, I think, in a lot of high-scoring affairs when playing against passing attacks. Uh, I guess we'll see Matthew playing in the slot a lot, too. Yeah. The interval yeah, Daniel Sorensen on the field. Yeah, but, hey, you give me one Thornhill with Daniel Sorensen, that's a deal, baby. And Tedrick Thompson. Yeah, he's my he's my most improved pick for this team. Yeah, but I mean, even with the holes, it's just it's so hard to be like I can't see this Chiefs team winning less than twelve games. I a hundred percent. When you've got yeah. if Patrick Mahomes is healthy, he's an MVP. It's an upgrade, I think, at running back with Clyde Edwards-Helaire. He's that good. He's Brian Westbrook in the right era. Um, and, and again, just the the playmakers on offense with Nicole Hartman getting another year on top of what they already have. It's too much. It, 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 Really, it's it's just off the line and the corners holding them back from being fifteen and one, instead yeah. of thirteen and three or twelve and four. Like yeah, 
Okay. They're 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 really good, Rob. They won the Super Bowl. And pound rank quarterbacks. I'm excited. This was fun for me, baby. Uh, Nate Peterman is 11. I didn't he get, didn't get in my top 10, Rob. I had to say it. Uh, 10 for me. Another another one of my loves, Jeff Driscoll. Oh, God. Hated him at Florida. Love him at Louisiana Tech. Uh, nine for me, Brett Rippin. Hey, me too. <laughs> one one of our one of our boys. Eight for me, one of my guys, Easton Stick, baby. Uh, <laughs> the top seven all played last year. Uh, actually, Tyrod didn't. But anyways, Matt Moore number seven, Marcus Mariota number six. Uh, I got Tyrod number five. I got Carr number four. I got Herbert two. I got Lock. Sorry, I got Herbert three. I got Lock two, and I got Mahomes one. Obviously, I think at the top is kind of interesting though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got. Who do you have? I got Easton Stick ten, Brett Rippin nine, Chad Henney eight. <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad you got Henny. <laughs> Matt Moore seven. Finish your drink. Yeah. Marcus Mariota six. Finish your drink. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor five. Finish your drink, yeah. Derek Carr, four. Okay. Drew Locke, three. Justin Herbert, two. Patrick Mahomes, one. I struggle between Locke and Herbert. It's almost like I like just pre-draft, back, obviously. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I just went back to my eval, which would be Herbert. Yeah, eval, I'm way higher on Justin Herbert than Drew Locke, but uh, he was good last year, so I, I give him that the nod there. Um, okay, MVP. Pretty hard to pick anybody but Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Uh, did you, even, did uh, you even consider anybody else? No, no, I didn't. I think Offensive Player of the Year is a fun conversation in this division. But even then, it's, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. No, I mean, okay, like, who, excluding him. Who, so, okay, he's the clear choice. Who's who's your, you're right, though. After him, it's a little interesting. Who's your second choice? I want Austin Eckler. All right, that's interesting. Because I have I, them being I, a playoff team. I think for yeah. that to happen, he has to be like a 500-yard rusher and a 1,000-yard receiver. Okay, no, that's fair. I, I won with Tyreek because I'm, I'm I'm a pussy and I played it safe. Um, Josh Jacobs, I guess. Like, would it, like, would it shock you if Josh Jacobs has like 1,500 yards rushing? No, definitely not. And like 100 <laughs> receiving. <laughs> yeah, like because like not because he can't catch the ball, it's just because they refused to use him. Yeah, exactly. Um, defense defense player, of player of the year. That that's really interesting. There's legit candidates. Yeah, uh, I, I kept it simple. Go yeah, ahead. who'd you go with? Chris Jones, just because they're easily the best team. Okay, I went with Joey Bosa because again, I got them in the playoffs. I think it's going to be on on uh, on the legs of uh, Joey Bosa's pass rush. All right, that's interesting. And then obviously Von Miller round up the top three for you. Yeah, I actually had Tyron Matthew three. Oh, okay, that's fun. That's fun. Okay, yeah. I, I got Jones, Bosa, and, and Vaughn as my top three guys. Um, offensive rookie of the year again, really loaded, but I think it's impossible to pick against Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I totally agree. But yeah, like any other division, Jerry Judy would be an easy pick. Any other yes. division, Henry Ruggs would be an easy pick. But yeah, yeah Clyde Edwards-Helaire was. Uh, He's honestly he, he he is he he might be the favorite for the actual award right now for the yeah, league award. Yeah, I, I would say him and Jonathan Taylor come to mind. Yeah, and especially because like we don't know how much these quarterbacks are gonna play, and it's hard. But yeah. the receivers as rookies on top of no preseason. Yeah, exactly. Like, that um, just translates the best. I'm he might be the rookie I'm most excited just to see. Not Joe Burrow. 
I, I don't know, because still the Bengals. Like seeing seeing a guy like Clyde Edwards-Hiller just fit fit so perfectly in Kansas City and like get plugged in immediately and just it's all gonna click. You know, I've got a Brian Westbrook poster in my in my room and I'm ready for the second coming. Is he underrated in today's climate? What, I don't Westbrook? know what that means, but yeah. What? Oh, totally. Underrated today? To- absolutely. Okay. Because if he played he so right good. now, he would be, I think, a t- considered a top five. Like he was. The elite pass catching back before that was a thing. Yeah. No, I he was... I love that Eagle, those Eagles teams. Yeah, so. me too. Uh, defensive Anyways, rookie of the year? Kenneth Murray, kind of kind of easy there. I think he's just going to rack up tackles, right? And, and there's, yeah. like, nobody else in this division. Like, I put Willie Gay and Amik Robertson. Yeah. Like Amik yeah I mean, Jamin Arnett's in there, too, I guess, but... Yeah, I think I think it'd be Gay and then Arnett. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I don't know how... Early Gates gonna be on the field. He might have to be, but yeah. Yeah, it just feels like Kenneth Murray's gonna be on the field immediately, just getting tons and, of tackles. Yeah, exactly. O line of the year, the Raiders. It's yeah, kind of easy in this division. I agree. Comeback player, couple options. Uh, well, it should have been Derwin James, but that that sucks so much. Uh, Bradley Chubb's my choice. Yeah, I think that's the right choice. Um, who he, who else do you have up here? Bryce Callahan, Juan Thornhill, Jonathan okay. Abram. Yeah, it's Abrams. I, I I thought of Abram too. But I think Bradley Chubb's the like he was uh looked like a future Pro Bowler as a rookie and then. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, most improved. I wanted to be Forest Lamp, but I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, it's time to give he up. He can't get. Yeah, uh, he started like two games in his career. He's been hurt, but also he just hasn't had the chance. Uh, sorry, he has, just hasn't seized any opportunity. So, uh, in his spirit, I, I stuck on the same team and I flipped the side of the ball. I went with Justin Jones. I think Justin Jones is going to have a really good year this year. I've heard um, good things. He's a good football player. Like, I, like And again, Tillery kind of disappointing, and you know we're both so high on him. But Sorry, not kind of disappointing. What's really disappointing. But I think, like, like even Jones, like, they might... If, if they bring Tillery in on third down, like, Jones probably stays on the field. Yeah, you know I, think, what I, mean? I, I, think, I think that's the way to do it there. I do too. So I think just a really nice year for Justin Jones. Um, I went with Maurice Hurst. I put him for breakout. Also a good option. Yeah, I, I love Mo Hurst, man. Me too. We all. Um. Do. Uh, so you, for he, breakout, you went with him for breakout. Yeah, but I, I, oh, okay. You tell me who you have, so I won't say my alt here. Uh, I went with Drew Tranquil. Okay, I love it. I love it. I didn't end up picking him. But it makes me very happy. I I, I put with Juan, Juan Thornhill because I, I think he's gonna have a huge year. Well, too. He was he was he was playing so well last year, and what was it? Week fifteen got hurt. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he he looked amazing. Um, I, there's like a lot of guys too, right? Like Max Crosby. Yeah. I, yeah. Breakout as a rookie, but like to break out and be a Pro Bowler, I think is certainly in in the conversation. He, yeah, there's a lot of those guys in this division where I almost try to keep it a little more low key. Obscure, yeah. Yeah. Renfro, Noah Fant, Nicole Hardman, Draymond Jones. I even yeah. here, here's a little bit of a, a wild card. AJ Johnson. I know like he broke out to the point where no one expected him to be but anything. Yeah. But how many people know his name? Uh, you know what I mean? That's a good point. So yeah. No, like it's a good choice. It's a, Thank yeah. You. He's definitely uh okay, coach of the year. I'm gonna do this in one fell swoop. I kept this all Chiefs because I just don't I guess you you got the Chargers in the playoffs, so you'll hear some yeah. Chargers names here. But uh, I went Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and Brett Veach for the next three quarters. I uh, just 
I, I don't have any of those other teams being good enough for any of those guys to win any awards. I got Anthony Lynn, Coach of the Year, Eric Bieniemy, Assistant, uh, Tom Telesco, GM. Okay, okay. I, I think, like, for me, like, it'd be so hard for Brett Veach to win, exact, but he's yeah, done, yeah, he did such an outstanding job, and he's getting the attention for bringing all these guys back, and, like, they had thirty dollars in cap room, and so they were signing, you know, Chris Jones and uh, Patrick real. Mahomes. Yeah, I don't think it is. Real. Okay, you know what else isn't real? Twenty twenty, because it's been a year of things happening that are completely out of our control. It's true. But there's one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. When's the last time you shaved your balls, AJ? Uh, nineteen seventy two. Well, I bet back then they didn't have the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Oh, they did not, Rob. They did not. Well, they do now, and it's a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on oh, and both. I mean, or both mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light, so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats AJ's boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with the natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's likely having, like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of the show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. You, you know what I think is the most low-key, life-changing part of that Manscaped kit? And we keep saying it, but it's the tweezers, man. Oh. I used tweezers for the first time in my life this week. They were pink. I borrowed them from my mom. And I was like, I got to get the Manscaped tweezers. But they, they, they're they a life changer. I t- tweeze a couple willy hairs. My life is different now, Rob. You can hear it in my voice. You don't right? realize how big a factor they are until you use them. They're so useful. It's like a couple of those couple of hairs I can never really shave right. And I'm like, wait, tweezers, baby. And I just pluck them out. And they're perfect. Yeah. They, they really, they're, they're that, that final I don't know where that sentence is going. Piece of the puzzle. You're absolutely right, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I do love puzzles. Uh, you know <laughs> who loves puzzles? Floyd Money Mayweather. The ice is right, baby. Go to I bed almost on- spit my water out. <laughs> <laughs> Go to betonline.ag today. And gamble on the NBA. Gamble on the MLB. Gamble on the NHL. And soon you can gamble on the NFL and college football. So oh, baby. get to gambling. Friend of the show Sam was asking me, Rob, where do you where do you gamble when you feel like gambling? I said, I go to betonline.ag, I parlay ten things that'll never hit and I lose ten dollars. He said, <laughs> Wow, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. The double shout out for friend of the show Sam, that that's amazing. Big yeah. week for the boy. Yeah, well, you know, when when you when you spend three hours a day with him, it's uh <laughs> And when it's, when it's fantasy football season, he's the king of it. Yeah, he's a, a, an absolute stud. Okay, the NFC West, AJ's actual favorite division, or I don't know. His favorite team's in the division. I don't know if that... 
Anyway, hit us I, with, with your, your... I think this is the best division. Or most exciting division. It's the best division in football. It's the best division, I'll say. I think there's just something fun, absolutely fun about watching every team. So I think it's... Yes. Maybe... Yeah. Okay, I'm fine with that. Best division in football. It's the... It's the only division that has a shot to get all four teams in the playoffs this year. So, right? so hit me with your records. Let's find out what you think. Uh, I played it kind of safe. This, I, I feel like you're gonna have a more exciting record list. This is mine's kind of boring. Uh, big, big tease here. Uh, I got the Cardinals finishing last again, seven and nine. I'm not predicting that big jump. I think you're gonna have that big jump. So I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait for that. Uh, third place, I got the Rams, nine and seven again. Uh, just fucking stay in the course there, baby. Second, I, I got I the Seahawks. Well. Okay, yeah. Uh, second, I got the Hawks, eleven and five. Uh, it's this the Seahawks? They're always like like that. And while I do think the Niners are take a bit of a step back, I still got them going twelve and four and win the division. Me too. So we were pretty on par actually. So I have the Cardinals finishing last at eight and eight. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to have like a 9-7. I, I, I wanted to, but the offensive line is that's, in secondary. Yeah. Just, there's too many questions still. I think next yeah. year is the year. Um, Me too. The Rams, third at 9-7. The Seahawks, second at 10-6. And the 49ers were in the division at 12-4. So, let's, okay. so let, let's start with the Cardinals. Um, yep. I think Kyler Murray's on on his way to being a top-10 quarterback. Um, uh, yeah, me too. I think like, he's like, already top-15. Um, yeah, you, you said last week if you could only watch one team this year, it would be the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, well, you know my obsession with the air raid. Obviously, Cliff's there. Um, the the way they just got ultimate production of both Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. They bring in DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, the, Christian Kirk's one of the this show's favorite wide receivers. I think. Yeah. Um. You, you get Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler with another year. Keyshawn Johnson with another year under his belt too. Fitz is so back. All three, yeah, all three of those are just watching those three guys. Be really interesting. What, what do you think Andy Isabella's season is going to look like? Because I think he might be the the low key interesting part of this offense. Yeah, but like that's I what I mean. It's like, I wasn't as high on him as you. I know you weren't. I know you weren't. And he there was flashes, but really brief flashes last year. Um. I don't like. I don't. It's again. It's gonna be hard to take Larry Fitzgerald off the field. I know he's as old as time itself, but I, he's still he's still damn good. I think we're gonna see Andy Isabella like um, scheme touches. Um, yeah, brought in yeah. in specific situations. Cause yeah, I just there's no way you're taking obviously Hopkins, Kirk, and then I don't think Fitz is coming off the field really. I I feel the same way, although. Like you said, I was high on Isabel. I want to see him get worked in this offense. Um, and, yeah, just manufacture touches. It'll be interesting. Okay, so the offensive line is really what holds me back. Because, again, I love Kyler Murray. I think he's well on his way to being a top-ten quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think a year from now, this is if, if this next offseason hits right, it's a playoff team. Um, I love Cliff King, yep. Kingsbury. But the offensive line is still kind of scrapped together pieces where, where you've got <laughs> – I mean, you paid um, DJ Humphreys kind of just because he's a more competent offensive yeah. lineman than what you've got. You draft Josh yeah. Jones, but it's hard to see him winning a starting job with this offseason we've had. So you might be yeah, playing that, Kelvin Beachum there. That's that's That hurts a lot because they needed Josh Jones to kind of win that 
other tackle job. Justin Pugh and J.R. Sweezy are like the absolute just scrapping together starting guard combo <laughs> in the league. Uh, and then like like Mason Cole needs to be competent, as you yeah, said. It's it, it's, it's like a really, really really bad group that's very thin. The only one you remotely trust is DJ Humphreys, and he doesn't excite anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and then it, it really it, it translates over the defensive line where yeah they paid Jordan Phillips, which it, that's such a 50-50 who fucking knows thing. Yeah, yeah. You need Zach Allen to take a big leap in year two. He, he kind of just didn't do much last year. Yeah, and it, I really liked the Lecky Foto and Richard Lawrence picks, but again, they're rookies. You can't expect mm-hmm. too much from them, especially in this offseason. You jump over yeah. the linebackers. Again, Isaiah Simmons, you're not sure how they're going to use him, whether they'll use him right or not. I'm really excited to see that speed on the field. And, like, they have a kind of a fun linebacking group with him, Jordan Hicks, Devondre Campbell. Um, it got so, way better, right? Yeah, oh, d- most most definitely. And if they use Isaiah Simmons the way they should, it could be really yeah. fun. Because you can get away with, if you're moving Isaiah Simmons around, you two linebackers outside of him on the field, you can get it. Like, Jordan Hicks is still a, a, a starting caliber football player. And yeah. Devondre Campbell, it's very up and down with him, but... But the ops have been pretty pretty promising. Exactly. So... Uh, yes. Yeah, what... <laughs> you, I think what you're going to say is, if you use Isaiah Simmons as, like, to cover up the holes of the other guys, and, you know, it's asking a lot of a rookie, but that can kind of just... Um, you know, make this whole thing work at linebacker, right? I agree. And then, obviously, Chandler Jones remains a consistent defensive player of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Finding that opposite edge rusher, I guess you're rolling with Devon Kennard. Yeah, but uh, you don't feel too pumped about that it's, either. It's like, as a, in, in totality, the defense isn't great. There's some individual guys you get excited about. Chandler Jones, Isaiah yeah. Simmons, Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson. Yep. But as a whole, it's just there's a lot of unproven guys, a lot of like a big swing with Jordan Phillips, um, Byron Murphy. You're hoping takes a big leap year two, but even then, like the safeties are, it's it's just it's too much. It, it, I guess ultimately the defense as a whole and the offensive line hold me back from giving them yeah. a, a chance at a nine and seven playoff season. No, I t- I totally agree with you. Even though, like you said, there's. There's interesting young guys in the secondary, but it's a fun uh, team overall. And I think the most like just doing these shows, the thing that gets me most excited for the season is, I feel as if every team has a reason to watch them this year. Where most years that is not true. Yeah, and I, like a lot of people have been saying that it's a really interesting year. There's so many good storylines, and suckily is that uh, we have this one massive one looming over the whole fucking season, right? Yes. Um. So the Rams. You said you They're, also had them nine and seven, so assumably yeah. like the six or seven seed. Probably, and they would have been the seventh seed if if it existed last year. Um, I, I can look right now. I I I think they're getting in. Yeah. Well, I I think ultimately, the continuity between Sean McVay, Jared Goff, and, and um, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods is kind of what pushes them to maybe in a year where you think they'd regress. A little bit more they might be able to push on through they have veteran presence in the offensive line obviously with, with mm-hmm. Whitworth um, Blythe uh, Rob Havinson and, like it's a lot of returning offensive linemen you insert the youth in the backfield with Cam Akers 
who I think just going to electrify the, the run game, even if it's not a full-time starting thing because he's a rookie. Yeah. He's going to give you so much more than Todd Gurley had left last year. And, <laughs> and, and you got that steady presence behind him in Malcolm Brown and maybe Man. a big play threat in Darrell Henderson if he finds Whoa. his way. That looks really bad when you removed from the pick. Yes. Uh, and then the Van Jefferson hype's been huge. Yeah. I mean, first of all, obviously we're both huge fans of Van Jefferson. And I thought I think we both thought it was such an interesting pick because now they just got like three. Like they're, they're all the receivers are kind of like these great route runner elite, types. All and, three. Elite IQ, elite route runner yeah. dudes. I, I, I was reading some stuff in Cup and uh, Woods who mm-hmm. are both kind of like on-field geniuses were just gushing about Van Jefferson. And that doesn't surprise me. But I, it's so, like, it's, it's kind of exciting that they went this route, and it's looks like it's paying off early. But and, yeah. and, and Josh Reynolds being your fourth guy, and he's just been in the system for so long, that's, that's pretty nice <laughs> yeah. depth to have. And then the yeah. Higby-Gerald Everett combo, say what you will, but it, it was pretty good last year. It worked absolutely, and I, yeah. it, I think it's going to be good again this year. And they draft my boy Bryson Hopkins. I, I like <laughs> the tight end group a lot more going into this season than I did last year. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I totally agree. Uh, how do you feel about the offensive line compared to last well, year? Well, that's really what it comes out to because when Jared Goff has protection, he's a top fifteen quarterback. When he doesn't, I, I don't quite think he is. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um. Whitworth's obviously taking a step back, but he's still a competent left tackle. Havenstein sure. really regressed last year. That's a big concern. Yeah. Um, you have to kind of figure out the interior. Like it feels like they're just mismatching guys and trying to figure out what works. Yeah. Uh, I think like is Austin Blake playing center now, or is Brian Allen still going to try and play center? Like, what are you doing there? I, is the other guard? Are you are you keeping David Edwards as a guard? Are you trying to make Austin Corbett work? To the, Joseph Noteboom was pretty disappointing. I thought, like, I tr- think figuring yeah. that trio out is going to be tough. And the only guarantee is Austin Blythe. And if he's playing a new position, that's kind of um, tough. It's bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And let me say, uh, I know we were both low on Joseph Noteboom, but him on the field so far and just watching a bit of hard knocks he's looked and just trying to keep my eye on him he's looked really rough to be honest yes well yes <laughs> um, and then I mean at the end of the day you've got the best player maybe in the NFL outside of Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes and Aaron Donald Michael Brockers is back that was such a strange circumstance so you've also paid Sean Robinson yeah but I mean <laughs> there's depth it's a good defensive line with the yeah. best player in football, um, it's almost like we were kind of low lower on it because Aaron Donald's such a consistent. He's the best player in football type of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just not as exciting, yeah. As the, it, but it, it should be. The everything comes down to their edge rushers and their off ball linebackers. They're taking a swing at Leonard Floyd. Opposite <laughs> him, I think Terrell Lewis is going to end up being the other edge rusher. Which it would be good for the Rams, but yeah. Yes, and there's been good things at a camp on him. Yes. The yeah, linebacker be... is such a problem here. V- very much so, yeah. like it's... I don't trust anyone at this level for them. And so far they've said the starters will be <laughs> Travin Howard and Micah Kaiser. Yeah. That's not good. And that... 
No. Uh. <laughs> I, I think hopefully maybe the like is the best bet that Samson Abukum spends more time at off ball linebacker than edge. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Just because he's more athletic than those other two. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I tend to just favor the athletic guy over the maybe the more instinctual guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do too. I think it depends sometimes on the makeup of your defense. Mm-hmm. But for this defense, I think you there, you prefer that speed. Just because they're, between the edge and linebacker, it's a lot of inexperience and unproven people. And even uh, in the defensive backfield. Like, well, I, I know Jalen Ramsey's Jalen Ramsey. I mean, you but... get well, – hold up. Let, let me make a case for the defensive backfield. Okay. So, obviously, like you said, Jalen Ramsey's Jalen Ramsey. You don't have to think about that. I think Taylor Rapp taking over as a full-time Eric Weddle's mm-hmm. role and opposite John Johnson, I think that's a really great duo. I think it's going to work too, but it's, it's slightly up in there. I, I believe in it, but it's slightly up in there. You know what I mean? Not John Johnson, but Rapp. But I do believe Fair in it. Fair as he transitions from more of a dime linebacker role to a true safety role. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We're, again, I'll say Rap's name for one of our things later, but uh, I believe in it, but it's slightly up in there. It's yeah. not a given that it'll that it'll be a seamless transition, I guess. Exactly. Um, I, opposite Ramsey, you've got Troy Hill. Then that nickel spot's kind of open to you drafted Terrell Burgess. Yeah. Uh, you drafted David Long last year. Yeah, and then if one of those two don't win it, you're you're in tr- big trouble. Well, I don't know. Our boy Dante D De- Dion, the guy who just laughs to himself, <laughs> just all g- g- giggling all the time. He's awesome. my favorite part of Hard Knocks. Even like like Troy Hill, I guess is steady, but doesn't get you too excited either. I think ideally David Long ends up winning that job one day. I and yeah, then Terrell yeah. Burgess is the nickel of the future. Yeah, but uh, and the other thing we didn't mention is the um, no Legatron anymore. Yeah, that's that's where I, the Rams are gonna go twelve and five or twelve and four, and uh, Legatron's gone. No, no uh, Wade Phillips and Brandon Staley is yeah. such an unknown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm excited about Brandon Staley just from what I've read and heard about him. But to us at this point, is complete unknown. So, uh, yeah. Now, it feels like they could win, go. They're between seven and nine wins. And that's I, how I, I feel about the Cardinals, too. See, I, I think the Cardinals' ceiling is probably eight. So, they're probably six to eight for me. Fair. And, yeah. The Rams. But, see, they're, they're, they're more talented than. I don't know. Are they more talented? I don't know. They because, should be. Because it's just. There's, there's the offensive line. And like just the, the, the inconsistencies is, of Jared yeah. Goff. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I feel like they're kind of firmly a nine-win team, to be honest. Uh, that's totally fair. Yeah. I and I do. I think we both think Van Jefferson and Cam Akers are going to be big pluses to that offense. Yeah, I was lower on Cam Akers than you were, uh, but yeah, it, I mean he's he's got to give you better more than, than you're getting last year, though. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so your Seahawks were both. I said ten. You said eleven. Um, probably that five home. seed. You got the homer win for me. Uh, Russell Wilson carrying a team to the playoffs on his back. Yeah, the running back room's completely wide open right now due to injury. Yeah, it's not like it, it, there's there's good football players there, but uh, it's yeah. just unknowns. Yes. Yeah, I love Chris Carson, but he, even he's dinged up. Yeah. Um, 
You get DK Metcalf a second year. Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson have chemistry unlike many. Um, yes. You still got to find that third. They bring back Paul Richardson recently, which is kind of <laughs> – I don't know how healthy he'll be, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah. He knows he know, it, he knows knows some things. Exactly. But it, the funny thing is, though, like they, they kind of talked up Philly Dorsett and then bringing back Paul Richardson and then uh, signing – oh, who they signed? Uh, Lance Lenoir today or something, which is uh, – just adding guys not a good sign. But you get healthy um, Will Disley. Yeah. The tight ends are good. And, and Metcalf and uh, Lockett are more than good enough as their top two Do guys. you think they end up keeping four tight ends? Or do you think Steven Sullivan, practice squad? I think Luke Wilson probably gets cut. Yeah. And then, as you said, Luke Wilson cut. Jacob uh, Hollister, third tight end. Greg third Olson, guy. two. Will Disley, one. Exactly. And Will Disley, I, like, I don't know. He's been phenomenal when he's been on the field. I don't know how much people know that, but... It's been great, weirdly. A big, big miss for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, again. And then the offensive line is, uh, once again, a big question mark. Like, Dwayne Brown is not at all, but he's getting older. But it's still, he's, he's a really solid left tackle. He still moves great, by the way. Uh, right tackle, it's kind of Brandon Shell's job, but he hasn't been impressive in camp. As a Seahawk fan, it, it, would Jamarco Jones winning that job be your favorite? Like, the yeah. biggest positive? Definitely, and he he's look, he looked okay last year, and he's apparently had a nice camp. Um, but yeah, that'd be that'd be a big positive in the middle. Uh, Damian Lewis is probably going to start Week One. Oh which, really? Is that is that how it's sounding? I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think he. I mean, in a regular year, I think it'd be a no brainer that he would. It's just there, there's been a lot of guys just talking about saying how he's already feels like a vet and stuff, which is good for them. Um, then Mikey Potty starting that regard, but the center job. BJ Finney's apparently been an absolute disappointment there. Hey, I've Ethan seen Posick's, BJ Finney play. Yeah, I like the signing as like a guy that He's a okay good maybe depth he starts. Guy. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, but Ethan Ethan Posick's it's his job, and then they just re-signed Justin Britt, which is not a good sign that uh, that they have any faith in anyone there. So yeah. that's a lot of questions. Um, but I mean, Damian Lewis should be a nice plug. Um, again, like you said, any other year you trust that. And Dwayne Brown's a stud. Keep but, an yeah. eye on my boy Phil Haynes. Phil Haynes has been good. I like I like having him on the team. It's like I, I it's a good depth guy. And he's flash a little. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Defensive line. Our boy <laughs> yeah. Puna Ford. Love him. Is John Reed gonna have a bounce back? See, like lots of people kind of were down on the Reed signing. I was like fine with it, honestly. Like especially like look, looking around the league and seeing what other. Interior defensive lineman got paid. I was I was more than fine with the Reed contract. Okay. I I know that you kind of plus I've you we've seen him produce big time. I yep. know like he was not good last year in the suspension and shit. Uh, but I I I don't know. I guess I believe in him. And it, worst comes to worst, you just you miss. But whatever. The big but, uh, the biggest question is obviously edge though, right? There, there there's nothing. Yeah. There's, there's like, not a lot of answers. Like it, Darrell Taylor's gonna miss time already. Yeah, too. I was gonna say because he was a guy I think was gonna be banked on to provide at least some situational pass rush. Mm-hmm. And he's already hurt. Uh, there's just like like it's gonna be like Benson Mayo back in Seattle, Hell who's yeah. been sneakily productive and also sneakily productive being back in Seattle is Bruce Irvin. And it's kind of like Bruce Irvin's gonna be at linebacker, but he's basically yeah rushing the passer. Yeah. Um, and then it's a combo of like Rasheem Green, who's been better than anticipated, but not not too much. He's flashed a bit. Uh, I think LJ Collier's bulked up, so he might even be more of an interior guy. 
Alton Robinson's had some decent, but like you can't bank on him at all. Like there's there's really nothing you it's, trust. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna generate consistent pass rush. That was a, one of my big worries outside the O line was generating consistent pass rush. The, those are the two worries on the team, definitely. Yeah, because the linebacker room is stacked. <laughs> yeah, I like mean, it's ridiculous how much depth there is. Like, uh, like Bobby Wagner is the best in the game, obviously. KJ Wright is is getting up there in age, but he's he's always been like such a like high IQ linebacker. So like, he, even if he loses a step, I, I still believe believe in him. Like average at least. Yeah, and like, and then like you said, like BBK is fun. Cody Barton, pretty good. Uh, Shaquem Griffin, they started unleashing him as a pass rusher last year. That would be interesting if they do some more of that just to generate some pass rush. Yeah, he's like they already said he's kind of like they locked him into the backup gig. But uh, doing that a bit last year and expanding that, and obviously he's a freaky athlete. That that's really fun. But yeah, so you you and then and Jordan Brooks, first round pick name. Jordan Brooks. Come on, <laughs> who you don't need at all, baby. But yeah, um, so you, the linebacker core is 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 it the best in the league? I don't. Maybe it's up there. It, 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 if you're if you're going too deep, I think it's yeah. hard to find a more um, combination of athletic, experienced, and youthful. I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, should they have invested in it like they have? No, but uh, I guess it, it might be the deepest in the league. So there you go. Uh, then the secondary, you had Jamal Adams to a group that that y- y- Shaq Griffin looks like a dude. Yeah, see, like, uh, so from, I don't know. I don't know why I get excited about Shaq Griffin. He's like, I thought his rookie year was phenomenal, and then his sophomore year he slumped a bit, but I still had faith, and then he bounced back big time yes, last year. I, 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 I 100% trust him. Um, Trey Flowers, not going to be starting outside, probably. Well, Quentin like, Dunbar's been, I mean, it doesn't sound like he's going to get suspended, and he was very good yeah. in Washington. Like, if the secondary ends up being a combination of Griffin, Dunbar, Quandre Diggs, Marquise Blair, and Jamal Adams... Now I I don't know if you've seen the talk, but uh, apparently Marquise Blair has been playing nickel, and apparently he's been blowing it up. Now that's so, interesting because you know Quandre Diggs can play nickel or safety. Yeah, so like that's I think th- this is the best I've felt about this secondary since the Legion of Boom. Well, um, it's a really and, like, fun uh, and diverse group, and like we got our boy Hugo Amadi, and if Trey Flowers exactly. is now a backup, at least he's an experienced backup. Yeah. Like Trey Flowers got cooked in the in the Packers game in the playoffs last year, but I like Trey Flowers pretty pretty good. Also, you guys got my boy DJ Reed. Yeah, he's out for I think most of the season, but that was a uh, the the Niners tried to sneak him by and uh, Seattle said nope. And then the best punter in the game, Michael Dixon. I, so like, it, again, it's Russell Wilson carrying this team. It but feels I, like a regular I, uh, Seattle team that gets into the playoffs as a wild card on Russell Wilson's back. And, and, yeah. and the defense I think is in better shape than it has been in the past. Except for the pass rush, yeah. The, yes, the secondary, yes, though, that's a good I, point, sorry. Yeah, Diggs, Diggs was so good coming over from Detroit last year. Yeah, well, just one of those guys. There's always a handful of guys who are ridiculously underrated for whatever reason. He's yeah. always one of them. Yeah, like the, I think having Diggs and then Jamal Adams is going to be huge for this defense, this team, honestly. Uh, okay, 49ers. It's, it's the Kyle Shanahan show. I think it's the best offensive line. In the division. Yes, it is. The wide receivers are a huge, huge, huge question, but you've got the best pass-catching tight end in the league. Well, the best tight end in the league, I should say. The best tight end, yeah. It doesn't seem to matter what running back you put in Shani's system. 
Jimmy G can operate the system. Defensively, they are loaded up front per usual. Um, and very experienced secondary. Uh, and and Fred Warner is quickly becoming one of the best linebackers in the game. Yeah. So I, I guess ultimately the only reason they, they wouldn't win this division in my mind uh, is either Jimmy G regressing mm-hmm. or because the absolute just holes at wide receiver right now. Yeah, and like the, the injuries are mounting there too, which, uh, yeah, when a, a receiver core that you don't have too many guys to bank on, then the injuries start coming. That's, that's like, really Really they bad. need Debo Samuel to be an instant impact once he's healthy. Like, yeah. there's no time for him to like kind of ease back into it. Yeah. Um. You need Brandon Ayuk to immediately yeah. be that first round guy you took. Yeah. Um. And then which need, another guy that kind of felt like he maybe needed some time to ease in, like you. Yeah, you like said. you'd scheme him some touches to get him used to the game. Yeah. Um. So you also need Western Richburg to bounce back healthy on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. I, I, like at running back again I don't think it like is Tevin Coleman Raheem Mostert you're fine Kyle Juszczyk they're at fullback and they love to use him George Kill's a, a, an absolute monster yeah Um. you bring in Trent Williams at left tackle I, apparently he's been phenomenal in camp too. and, and I, I'm not surprised yeah me neither uh, borderline future Hall of Famer you got Mike McGlinchey yeah. at right tackle so you gotta get the, the the guards are a question you gotta get Richburg healthy defensively yeah, See, like the interior, like I, I'm not worried about it, but like you kind of should be. Like Lake and Tomlinson is fine. Yeah, yeah, he is. Tom he Compton's is. kind of the if Richburg bounces back healthy, Tom Compton's your biggest question. Uh, yeah. Defensively, you paid Armstead. You move on from Buckner, but you draft Javon Kinlaw. It's yeah. been up and down at a camp, uh, from what I've heard. Maybe Solomon Thomas is playing more inside. I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> DJ Jones is a wait. good nose tackle, and then you got obviously Nick Bosa. Yeah. I can't wait until Solomon Thomas uh, finds another home next year, and like they talk about him as a real three tech, and he's my big breakout guy. For whatever team he lands. Like uh, to me, imagine passing downs D Ford and Joey Bosa, or yeah, D sorry D Ford and Nick <laughs> Bosa at edge. Yeah, Eric Armstead. Um, at, at at one, and then uh, Solomon Thomas at Sol- the three. Like that seems it- awesome. I, okay, I mean it's a it's both a combo of Salma Thomas being a massive disappointment, but like they haven't put him in the right spot, which yes. is weird to me, because they keep bringing in all these guys and like like you know Buckner immediate, you know Armstead took a little time, but they figured it out. Bosa obviously immediate stuff. Like like they've got it everything yes. everywhere else they figured it all out, but Thomas they can't. It, it, that's kind of fun to me, but I uh, I still believe in the in the talent there. He was the fucking third overall pick for a reason yes um, linebacker you're just dripping with athletes and fred warner i think yeah. showed he's one of the 10 best off ball linebackers if not top five if not top three if not the best off ball linebacker in football last year uh he's got covid right now but once he bounces back uh him out mike and then whether it be dre greenlaw or quan alexander i think it's gonna end up being dre greenlaw one of the most pleasant surprises in the league last year yeah, for feels, a rookie feels like a hit for rob um, yeah, I was lower. That was a hit for Rob. Um, and then yeah, like even if it's not, um, even if it, if Greenlaw wins the job, Quan Alexander is good. You know what I mean? Like I know he's overpaid, but he's good. Defensively, you bring back Richard Sherman, you bring back Chiquisky Tart, you bring back Jimmy Ward. It's like just a lot of guys who are coming back, know the system, lots of experience. Yeah. Richard Sherman is a Pro Bowler last year. 
the things I have heard about Jason Verrett, I know I shouldn't keep doing this to myself, but apparently Jason Verrett has been phenomenal in camp and is expected to start opposite Richard Sherman. Well, we know how good he is. Yes, he's just, he just he never healthy. Field. Never healthy. Um, but yeah, it's a really experienced and deep secondary. And, yeah, see, like the, it's not a world beating or defending. I don't know what term to use there. Uh, secondary, but when you got that front seven in mm-hmm. front of it, it, you don't worry about it, and it, it's it's more than good enough. Yes, um, just there's so just like, so much depth on this defense. Yeah, yeah it's a. So like like we touched upon it, it's the regression for this team would come to me if uh, Jimmy G steps back, which I think is possible. I'm definitely not sold on him in the least. And then if that if that interior of the offensive line can't get it together, that just you know it hurts Jimmy G even more. And maybe the running game you trust Shanny, but you know what I mean. Maybe maybe instead of getting those three yards before contact, it, it's only two and a half. You know what I mean? Like it just you lose you lose a half a yard or something there. And that's that's a bit of a concern, but like really, I, it's not like I see this team missing the playoffs or anything crazy like that. No. You know? Um. Okay, rank your quarterbacks. Yeah, interesting one at the top, but we'll start at the bottom. Uh, Bryce Perkins number ten for me. I gotta get him in there, baby. Uh, kind of a this is kind of a weak division for quarterbacks outside of the top four. Uh, ninth, Brett Hundley, still calling him a hit. Eighth for me, already calling him a hit. Anthony Gordon. Seventh. Geno Smith, who Anthony Gordon might beat out, but I still love Geno. Uh, sixth and fifth, I got the Niners quarterback, C.J. Beathard, and then Nick Mullins. And then, okay, the top, doing two, three, and four is actually legit interesting to me. I, I think, like, you could ask, I don't know, I'm bad at math and odds, but whatever, however many combinations are possible in three numbers, if you ask that many people, they could have, I think they each have a different answer, you know what I mean? I agree. Uh, uh, I'm glad you understood what I meant. Fourth, I got Jimmy Garoppolo. Me too. Third. Okay, I think we're going to hit this. Third, I got Jared Goff. Me too. Oh, we hit it. Second, I got Kyler Murray. And first, I got Russell Wilson. I can't believe we hit it. Now you look stupid because you asked two people and they're the exact same combo. <laughs> but we, we always think alike. <laughs> so, and But I, I don't know. Like I think that's like – I'm sure lots of people will say right now Murray's fourth, and I'm not going to bitch at them about that. But anyways, uh, we'll talk about it in a sec. Hit me with your 10 to, ten. 10 to 5 at least. 10, yeah. Bryce Perkins. Yeah. 9, Geno Smith. Eight, oh. C.J. Beathard. Seven, Anthony Gordon. Six, John Wolford. Five. I forgot about John Yeah, Wolford. I love John Wolford forever. Five, Nick Mullins. Yeah. Four, Jimmy G. Three, Jared Goff. Two, Kyler Murray. One, Russell Wilson. Which leads the, the, leads me to the MVP. It's I. It's the same with the as the AFC West. You can't pick anyone but Russell Wilson. Exactly, and probably Office Player of the Year is Russell Wilson as well. Yeah, <laughs> but if you weren't gonna pick him, it's a fun combo. I picked DeAndre Hopkins second. I think Kyler Murray is an interesting one where if yeah. there's a there's a situation where Russell Wilson could be the MVP, but Kyler Murray could be the offensive player. I 100% agree with you. I don't think it would ever happen, but I think that <laughs> like like the, there's an argument. I see the it. logic. No, yes. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I picked George Kittle though. Oh, okay. I, I, that's fine. What type of numbers would a tight end have to put up to win Offensive Player of the Year? I think like, I mean. Two years ago, we had fifteen hundred, which is like insane. <laughs> I guess seventeen hundred, but he's also the best blocking tight end. How many touchdowns with that seventeen? Like fifteen. See, Kittle, Kittle How many had Gronk have seventeen. Yeah, Kittle. That's the one place where he hasn't stuffed it. Is is the touchdown 
because um, they spread the ball so well in that aspect. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm no, not I, saying I, I know you're not like shitting on. No, me. don't don't pay George Kittle because he can't doesn't have touchdowns <laughs> or God, I love revoke Kittle. his money. Uh, defensive player of the year, fun combo, but I think yes. it's it comes down to two guys specifically. It okay. I, I realistically, Aaron Donald is the best. Yeah, that's my uh, pick. Player, in, I, I picked Nick Bosa though. I just think with the Niners being easily like. I, I guess I think the Rams are a playoff team, but uh, or fighting for that seven seed at least. Um, I, I think the Niners are a lock, and I don't know. Maybe there's Aaron Donald fatigue, you know what I mean? And if Nick Bosa puts up twenty sacks like he could, uh, I think I think they just lean him there, and then. But like really, every team every team has a fucking legit TPOI candidate, which in this in this division. Yeah, like Fred awesome. Warner, Nick Bosa, Jamal Adams, Jalen Ramsey, Buda Baker. I threw Bobby Buda, Wagner. I threw Buda, yeah. Buda Baker in there just to give it to I guess Chandler, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Those good picks. Yeah. But Buda, yeah. Buda got paid, so I threw his name in. Yeah, Chandler Jones. Um, so, yeah, that's that's fun. You picked Aaron Donald, though, yes. right? I like You can never argue. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I love him too much. Um, offensive rookie of the year? Less interesting, but uh, Cam Akers kind of. Yeah, again, like as much as I love the Van Jefferson talk, as much as Brandon Ayuk needs to step up, the yeah. running back's the easy pick, so I want Cam Akers. Yeah, exactly. Like second, would you choose Van or Ayuk? I think I'd go Van, just because I, I would go Ayuk. Transitions yeah. better. No, you're right. I, I think I go Ayuk just because they need him. That's true, and you trust Shani to get him the ball in the right way. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, defensive rookie of the year, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, who would you pick after him? Javon Kinlaw, but uh, it's been up and down at a camp. I know, but like with all that talent around him. It, it feels like I, if I Darrell Taylor didn't Kinlaw. get hurt, I would have said him he, for a second. Second, <laughs> yeah, over Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that's interesting. I uh, I think Taylor would have been. I think you're right. I think he would have had a really good rookie year. Well, yeah, I can. love him so much. Uh, o line of the year, San Francisco. Yeah, the Trent Williams bump, baby. Kind of. Yeah, Mike is Mike McGlinchey slept on a bit. I feel like he wasn't as a rookie, and then he was as a second year. Yeah, and I know like like, I know he went what ninth overall, yeah. and but people were kind of lower on him than that too. So I feel like he still got coming to that. Yeah, uh, come by player of the year, Trent Williams. Yeah, who like, you can't. You not want my second choice. Mine would be Jason Verrett. Oh fuck, that's a good one. I I stuck in. Okay, I still got stock in Jared, in Jared McKinnon. McKinnon. I knew you were gonna say that. He was. Yeah. I put him as my third name, but I knew you <laughs> might mention him. It's gonna be a 49er, though. So. But Trent Williams like uh the easy, like it's, he he won't win it because when do offensive linemen ever win this award? But uh yeah it's it's the choice. Um most improved? Cause I need it to happen and I liked him coming out. Ethan Posick, baby. Okay. I don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, that's my choice. I put Solomon Thomas. <sighs> yes, I didn't do it this year, but I'm so glad he did. I had to. He's gonna play three tech finally. It's the year, AJ. It's the year. It's not. It's next year, Rob. It's gonna be next year well, when he's Buckner's on a gone. Team. It actually makes more sense now. It does, but they can't. I feel like they're just out to get him. They're like committed to the bit. I think. Yeah, John, I, I respect it for John it. John Lynch, staying true to Stanford. Uh, breakout. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say first Taylor Rapp. I got. I kind of. I have three guys, and I like them all. And I'll. I'll, I'll say Taylor Rapp is my number one. Um, that's interesting. I have uh, Kyler Murray just because I think he's gonna take okay. it to that next level. That, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. But pick. my second uh, choice throw... is DK Metcalf. Okay. See, my I went lower key because it's my NFC West baby. I I put Puna second choice. That's a good choice. 
and Marquis Blair. Because the, the, the camp hype is legit, and playing nickel might be kind of awesome. It's a bit boomer bust, but if he's if it's working in camp, I, I don't know. Okay, before we get to the coaches, uh, just as you talk about camp, what camp, uh, as a Seahawks fan, is there one, like, with the camp hype you've read, who's the, what's the one you believe in the most? Because I've got mine as a Steelers fan. Uh, I, I want to say it's Marquis Blair. Because okay. I... I, and that one would be the best for the team. And, like, it's been pretty much every day. He's, he's like, getting picks and stuff. Red zone, really good, apparently, too. So, I want to say Blair. Okay. I mean, Who, who's who's your Steelers pick? Uh, that Ben Roethlisberger is addicted to porn. <laughs> no, okay. uh, Chase Claypool. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, my pick's actually Cody Thompson, baby. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Coach of the year? Uh, okay, Pete Carroll is not going to win it. No. Uh, Kyle Shannon's not going to win it. Probably not. Sean McVay's not going to win it. Even though they're all like legit. If, if the Cardinals get to 9-7, and seven, Cliff Kingsbury's going to win it. Exactly. That's my, my pick is Cliff Kingsbury. Even though like literally all four of these guys are actual candidates, they're not going to be. Mine's, you know I mean? mine's Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Don't bro. It's just like so hard after games. Oh, well, I don't have the Cardinals it. making the playoffs, so it feels like I should just pick whoever's best. No, that's fair. Assistant coach of the year? I went with Robert Salah, but... Me too. Uh, no one I really love to No one win. absolutely jumps off the chart, and yeah. I think you know what you're getting there. Exactly. No one else... Yeah, exactly. He's, like, the only one I really felt clean about. Like like you said, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking. The Rams knew DC, but, like, uh, complete unknown, like you said. No matter what province I'm in, you've got a train in the background. Um, I don't know if you can hear <laughs> the train, but just going. G- I can't. I love it. GM of the year. Because uh, I need it to happen eventually. I said John Schneider, but realistically, it's Steve Kime. I want John Lynch. Okay. Think about it. He brought in Trent Williams. Okay. Um, that's all I said, but <laughs> he, 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 the The bold move of getting rid of Buckner and Bringing, drafting Putting Solomon off. Thomas at three secondary. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. Schneider's gonna win eventually. I don't think this is the year, but uh, I mean, the Jamal Adams trade could be some hype there. I don't know. Um, wait, that's everyone. We're done. We're done. That's it. Um. Well, thanks, AJ. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you lost. Okay, I'll I'll bring us some. Thanks. Uh, tomorrow we'll be doing our first 2021 mock draft. We're rusty. We haven't done one since April, which seems like yesterday, but it's actually a million years ago. Uh, that's gonna be exciting. We gotta get the official coin flip going soon. <laughs> and then uh, next week for the NFL, we are going to be doing our our full season awards and full season preview. Who, who how we actually have the playoffs shaping out to be, and our uh, playoff picks and our Super Bowl champ. Hell yeah! Thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening. Follow Rob on Twitter. Do not follow me. You know his ad. He's got like how many followers you got now? Like sixteen hundred? Did you hit a wall? Not enough. That's what I said. Uh, Let's get Rob to 2000 before 2021. Goodbye. Bye.